When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Old radio, old radio, old radio, old radio, old radio. Comedy Podcast. Welcome to episode 98 of season 3 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Betty Rhodes was an actress and singer, also known as Jane Rhodes, who got her start as a ghost singer at RKO Pictures, earning $200 a week by providing the voice for actresses who lip-synced to her, pretending to sing. She made her screen debut in 1936 in Forgotten Faces, then in the Arizona Raiders in the same year. By the end of that year, she had signed with Universal for $1,000 a week and appeared in many films during World War II. She's perhaps best known for her song, I Don't Want to Walk Without You, which she sang in Sweater Girl in 1942. She appeared in radio on The Fred Allen Show in 1940, and in the 1950s, she had her own radio show on NBC. She also portrayed Betty on Meet Me at Parkies, doing both voice acting as well as singing on each episode. She appeared frequently in early television shows, earning her the nickname The First Lady of Television. She died in 2011, aged 90. Now sit back and enjoy the September 16th and November 25th, 1945 broadcasts of Meet Me at Parkies, featuring Betty Rhodes. Yes, everybody meets at Parkies, so come along to Parkies Restaurant and say hello to Betty Rhodes, Opie Cates, and his orchestra, and our genial host, the star of our show, Mike Yakarkis. I'm the unhappiest man in the whole world. Somebody once wrote a great book called Less Miserables. <laughs> I think I'll write one called More Miserable. <laughs> Nobody in the world could be any more miserable than me. I guess that famous saying is right. A fool and his money is somebody. <laughs> Should have known that anybody so beautiful as Betty Grable wouldn't marry me because I found out She's a big movie star with 20th Century Fox. So why should she marry me? She's with 20th Century Fox, and I'm just a 19th Century Wolf. <laughs> and besides, I found out she's already married. That funny marriage broker, Mr. Steele, and those crooks who made believe they was Betty Grable's mother and father. Took my $750 and ran away to Mexico. Bet they're having a swell time with my money now. I can just picture them down in Mexico, sitting in the sunshine, having those beautiful senoritas dance for them, while they are drinking rum and kikolokolo. <laughs> I mean, kakalakilai. <laughs> Kokolokulu. I'll make it seven up. Ah, let them have a good time. Let them have fun. Let them laugh. Let them spend my money. I don't care because... If I work for 18 hours a day for the next 10 or 15 years, maybe I'll be able to save up another $750. And I'll have a good time. That's me. Easy come, easy go. I'm just going to forget what I was ever in love. Oh, but I can't forget it. Gee, I'm unhappy. I know this is no way to cry, but I don't know any other way. Hi, Parky. Oh, hello, Parky, when I heard the bad news about your love affair, I rushed right over here to offer you my help and advice. Oh, gee, thanks, Opie. You're a real friend. And I used to think that a man's best friend is a dog. Oh, I'm better than any dog you can get. <laughs> sure, Opie, you know I feel blue. I only wish that I could look on the bright side of life. That I could be an optometrist. <laughs> yeah, I know how bad you must feel, Parker. Yeah, but the way I feel now, I don't care if I live or die. Well, you're 100% right. When you lose the gal you love, life ain't worth living. Yes. 
So about the only thing for you to do is to knock yourself off. Knock myself off? Sure. Become a habeas corpuscle. <laughs> a habeas corpuscle? Yes. That's exactly you... what I mean. You're right, Hoppy. I'll do it. I'll end it all. Someday when I have some time. I'm busy. No. <laughs> no, do it now, Parky. You know that old saying, never put off until tomorrow what you can do today. Okay, Hoppy, I'll do it today. Goodbye, old pal. I'm heading for the last rundown. <laughs> Say, wait a minute. I never knocked myself off before. How do you go about it? Oh, there's a lot of ways. Yeah. I'll be glad to help you. I don't want to put you to too much trouble, you know. <laughs> Why, Parky, that'd be a pleasure. Now, an easy way is to shoot yourself. Shoot myself? But, Hoppy, I ain't got a gun. Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do for you. Because I like you so much, I'm going to let you use my gun. I'll run home as fast as I can and get it for you. Look, you don't have to run. You can walk. (laughs) No, sir, Parky, when I'm going to do a favor for a friend, I'd do it right away. Gee, Hoppy, those crooks are going to be sorry when they find out that I shot myself. That's right, Parky. You have the last laugh. Now, Parker, when you get through using my gun, I wish you'd uh, clean it and return it to me. <laughs> because I may have to loan it to another friend sometime. <laughs> oh, look up here. I don't want to shoot myself. The noise is liable to hurt my ears. <laughs> Ain't there some quiet way to do it? Well, wait a minute now. Yes. Why don't we go down to the beach? To the beach. Just you and me. Yes, Walk out hand in hand. And when we come to the end of the pier, you look at me and yes. I'll look at you and we'll shake hands. And I'll push you off. Will we still be holding hands? Why, of course not. (laughs) No, that's no good because I can't swim. I'm liable to be drowned. (laughs) Look, Parker, you're the most ungrateful man I ever met. Why, the way you talk, you want to go on living. I do want to go on living, Hoppy. I'm too young to walk down the last mile. Besides, I couldn't walk a mile anyway because my corns would kill me. I want to live, Hoppy. When it comes time for me to die, I want to die from old age. Well, you know, I'm glad to hear you talk that way. You are? I was only kidding about your ending it all today. You was? See, Hoppy, am I glad because I have a dentist appointment tomorrow to have three teeth pulled, and I was looking forward to it. <laughs> oh, why did I ever have to fall in love? Oh, why don't you forget about love? Remember this, Parky. Women are just like streetcars. Women are like streetcars? Yep. If you miss one, there'll be another one along in a few minutes. Hello, Opie. Hello, Parky. Hello, Betty. Say, Betty, I finished the arrangement of that song you left for me last night. I'll go and get it for you now. Oh, swell. Thanks, Opie. Well, Parky, are you feeling a little better? No, Betty, I'm still down in the mumps. (laughs) Well, come on now and snap out of it. Oh, that's not so easy to do, Betty. Those crooks stole every cent I had. Gee, when I think back, Betty, how I trusted them, I could laugh. Huh? <laughs> they even told me they was going to throw a big party. And I was the big party they threw. <laughs> well, you're not going to let those crooks get away with stealing your 750, I hope. You should go down and report this to the police. You're right, Betty. I will go to the police. Or maybe it would be better if I went to see the district maternity. <laughs> or even better than that, I know what I'll do. I'll go and see my friend, the mayor. You know, Bamba. He presented me with that medal three weeks ago. Oh, yeah, that's a swell idea, Parky. You go down and see the mayor, and I'm sure you'll get your money back. Oh, oh but of course, the only difficulty is the mayor is so absent-minded, it's awfully hard to make him understand anything. Oh, don't worry, Betty. Absent-minded or not, he'll remember me, because he told me he could never forget a face like mine. <laughs> Here's your arrangement, Betty. You want to run over it? It came out pretty good. I kind of like the title, too. I'm going to love that guy. <laughs> well, swell, Opie. I'll work on it right now. Do you mind, Parky? No, you go right ahead and sing it, Betty. I'll go upstairs and change my clothes, and then I'll go over and see the mayor. I'm going to love that guy like he's never been loved before. I'm going to show that guy he's a fellow that I adore. When I'm in his arms again, then my dreams will all come true. And the years between 
dream might never have been. We'll start our lives anew. I'm gonna kiss that guy like he's never been kissed before. And though I miss that guy, he's a fellow I'm waiting for. We'll never part again, he'll hold my heart again, forever and evermore. I'm gonna love that guy like he's never been loved before. Never part again. You hold my heart again forever. Never more. I'm gonna love that guy like he's never been loved This is a very pleasant surprise. You now remember you remember me from last time, don't you? Oh, indeed we do remember the town hero. Yes. In fact, the mayor was speaking about you only yesterday, and he was wondering how you were getting along. Oh, that's very nice. Could I see the mayor, please? I got some personal business to talk to him. Well, his honor's busy right now, but he'll be through in a few minutes. Now, you just sit down here, right next to this gentleman. Oh, thank you. Mr. You don't mind if I sit here, do you? Mm, nope. It's... it's hot today, isn't it? Yep. Hot yesterday, too, wasn't it? Yep. Well, the day before wasn't so hot, was it? Nope. Think it'll be hot tomorrow? Yep. Nice fella, the mayor, ain't he? Yep. Of course, he's a little bit absent-minded, ain't he? Yep. Sometimes it's hard to make them understand what you're talking about, isn't it? Yep. I suppose you've uh, been here before. Was it lately? Yep, yep. <laughs> Hot today, isn't it? Yep. But, but I said that before, didn't I? Yep. Mr. Parker, the mayor will see you now. You may go right in. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, confidentially, I'm glad you got me away from that guy I was sitting next to. He could talk your ear off. <laughs> oh, sure, have a seat. Thank you. Now, you sent for me, Your Honor, and I got here as fast as I could. <laughs> I sent for you? I didn't send for you. Oh, I'm afraid you're a little mixed up, Your Honor. You must have sent for me. If not, why am I waiting here in the mayor's office? Well, you're in the mayor's office because you're the mayor, don't you? Of course I'm the mayor. And as great a mayor as this great city will ever have. <laughs> I can only repeat what I promised the great people of this great city. On the day before I was elected... I promised the voters that if they would elect me mayor of this great city, I would do. Let's see, what did I promise them? <laughs> I guess you promised that you'd be the mayor. Yes, and I've kept my promise, too. Now, what's on your mind? I'm a very busy man. Well, Your Honor, you November me. Park your carcass. Park your carcass? Yes. Why, of course. Sure. Why, he's one of the closest friends I have. Yes. Next time you see him, give him my best regard. <laughs> I'll tell him when I see him. 
Yes, sir. Any friend of Cockyacockus is a friend of Cockyacockus. <laughs> Look, here's what I want to see you about, Your Honor. You see, I fell in love with Betty Grable. You fell in love with Betty Grable? Yes. What about Harry James? Oh, he's not my type. Oh. <laughs> Well, Your Honor, you see, it was this way. A crook by the name of Mr. Steele told me he was a marriage broker, and he showed me a picture of Betty Grable and said if she would marry me if I give him $750. So he took me over to meet her parents, but they wasn't her real parents. They was crooks, too. They stole my $750 and took a trip to Mexico. Mexico, eh? Yes. Did you enjoy the trip? <laughs> no, no, you don't understand, Your Honor. You... Who doesn't understand? Why, it's very simple. Betty Grable and Harry James gave you $750. You're a member of a big band of crooks who ran away to Mexico until the whole thing blows over. That's why I had the police pick you up and bring you in here. <laughs> the police picked me up? Why, it was my $750. Yes, it may be your $750 for the time being, but I'll see to it that you return every cent of that money to those poor boys down in Mexico. If not, you'll go to jail for a long, long time, mister. Oh, but you, are, you don't understand, Your Honor. I'm Pakyakakis. Ignorance is no excuse. <laughs> now, you listen to me. You have that $750 here by tomorrow noon or else. Now, get out, you dirty crook. But, Your Honor... Did you hear me? Get out. Get out. Stealing money from Mexico. A fine, good neighbor you are. Oh, but you're not... Get out! Get out! Get out! That's the craziest guy i ever seen in my whole life. Well, Mr. Parkycarkis, did the mayor fix you up all right? Fix me up? Why, some crook stole $750 from me, and he wants to put me in jail. Oh, don't mind him. The mayor's been working so hard. He does get a little mixed up at times. Uh, perhaps I could explain it to him. Now, just tell me what your trouble is. Well, you see, I fell in love. Oh, if you've got a problem concerning love, you don't want to see the mayor. No? No, why don't you go and see that man who gives advice on love problems on the radio? The love doctor. The love doctor? You mean, mister... Yes, he's helped thousands. <laughs> now, all you've got to do is state your problem, and he'll give you the best advice you can get. Oh. He's really wonderful. Why don't you go over to the radio station and speak to him now? His program goes on in a few minutes. It does, then I'll go right over and see him. Opie Cates is clarinet and his orchestra play. Don't be that way.
Sparky, what are you doing walking around downtown? Well, Bob Williams, I was just up to see the mayor to see if he could help me with my trumbles. Well, Parky, I heard about those crooks stealing your money, but but look, don't worry. Yeah. Sooner or later, they catch up with the best of crooks. They do? Why, even that old pirate Captain Kidd was finally caught. Captain Kidd was finally caught, eh? Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't seen that paper in three days. <laughs> when did they catch him, Bob? Yesterday? Yesterday? Why, Parky, they fished Captain Kidd and nine of his crew members out of the ocean and hung them up in London in 1701. Say, they ought to be dry by now. (laughs) Say, uh, pardon you, I would like to see the love doctor. Shh, quiet, please. We're on the air. Just have a seat here in the studio. He'll call you when your turn comes. Uh, Now for case number 5138-2864-781-9121. Three, six, four, nine, and one half. That's me. Step right over here and speak right up, madam. Speak up. Well, doctor, I work in a laundry. In a laundry? Oui, oui. It's a French laundry. (laughs) Yay. I'm the third tub from the left. I am 22 years of age, and last year a man came to work in the laundry, seven years my senior, and I was seven years his junior. I see. He was the assistant head washer, and after a hard day's work, gee, did his fingernails glisten. What is your problem, madam? Well, to make a long story monotonous, I fell in love with him. Oh, gee, he treated me gorgeous. There was only one trouble. As I stated previously, he was several years my senior, and I was several years his junior. Do you get the perch? <laughs> Madam, what's your problem? Well, my problem is this. You see, I am 22, and my boyfriend is 93. 93? <laughs> yes, and he wants to get married and settle down. <laughs> You get the perch? I'd marry him in a minute, but there's only one hitch. What is it? He wants us to live with his mother and father. I see. Well, uh, why don't you live with your mother and father? Because they're living with their mother and father. Get the perch? Well, you have a very simple problem. If I were you, young lady, I'd go to his mother and father and tell them about your mother and father, and they in turn can tell their mother and father to tell his mother and father that your mother and father have told their mother and father. Get the print? No. Thank you very much. Next case, please. Case number 39, second row. Bingo. Uh, oh, pardon me. That's my number. Uh, how do you do, Mr. Doctor? My name is Parky Cox. Uh, step right up the microphone. Now, uh, what is your problem? Well, you see, it's like uh, this. Would you I... please pardon me just a moment, sir? Yes, sir. Just a moment. Yes. At this time, I'd like to interrupt our program to say just one word to our great radio family. Here is my thought for today. Think. Thank you. Go right ahead. <laughs> You see, it's like uh, this. Would you mind stepping a little closer to the microphone, please? Yes. Thank you. Yes. Uh, you see, I... Uh, speak up, speak up. Well, it's like uh, this. Would you mind moving back a little, will you? Thank you. Now, uh, what is your problem? Uh, speak right up, man. What is your problem? You're standing on my foot. <laughs> oh, pardon me. Go right ahead, sir. Please stand a little closer. Uh, not so close. Uh, just step back. That's it, that's it. Now, now speak right up. Yes. Well... <clears throat> You see, it's like this. I was... Would you please be brief? <laughs> okay, what would you advise me to do? I can't be no briefer than that. Your case is very simple. I would say that you should definitely take your children out of reform school. <laughs> reform school? Who said anything about children in a reform school? That's not my problem. I'm sorry, but that's an answer I had left over from last week's program. Yeah, but that don't help me in my problem. You see, I fell in love with a girl. You fell in love? Yes. Oh, that's enough. That's all I have to hear. I see. The trouble with you is that you're a weak-spined individual with a backbone like a jellyfish. I am? Of course. Are you a man or a mouse? I don't know. Don't you know that for every successful marriage There can be only one boss And that must be the man Yeah, but that's not my problem Don't interrupt, please 
That's how I live my home life. And that's why my intimates call me Iron Will Joe. Iron Will Joe. Iron Will Joe. Pardon me while I answer this phone. Go ahead. Iron Will Joe speaking. Oh, hello, honey bunny. Yes, this is your little chowder head. Oh, but honey bunny. But lovey-dovey. I know I didn't finish the ironing this morning. Well, honey, I was too busy making the bed. Oh, ducky-wucky, how can you say a thing like that? I can tell you what I did with every cent of that two dollars. All right, sweetums. I'll leave half an hour earlier so I can get home and scrub the floors. Oh, Lammy Pie, please don't make me say that now because I'm in the air and it's embarrassing. Oh, all right. I'll say it. I wavoo. Goodbye, Snookum. See, I'll tell you, that wife of mine's the most unreasonable woman I ever met. Look, maybe you can give me some advice. You want me to give you advice? Yes, all day long my wife's out playing gin rummy with her girlfriends, and I've got to take care of the children and do all the housework besides. Step up a little closer, not so close. Step back, that's better. Okay, speak up, speak up. Well, Mr. Parky Carcass, I'd like to ask you what I should do about my domestic affairs. Yes. You see, my wife annoys me constantly with her nagging and hen-pecking and bossing, and all day long I can't work because I'm so upset. Speak up, boys. Please be brief. <laughs> What's your problem? Well, my problem is simply this. Yes. My wife makes me so miserable that all day long I'm irritated. You're irritated? Why, the answer is easy. My advice to you is why be irritated? Light an old gold. <laughs> That's an answer I had left over from last week. Yes, everybody meets at Parky's, so come along to Parky's restaurant and say hello to Benny Rhodes, Sheldon Leonard, Obie Cates, his clarinet and his orchestra, and our genial host, the star of our show, Parky Carcass. Great men in American history. Yeah, that is a wonderful book. Never get tired of reading it. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, John Hancock. Now ah, they were smart men. But the smartest one of all was John Hancock. Imagine, been dead over a hundred years and still selling insurance. <laughs> that takes brems to know how to make a living after you're dead. Yeah, it looks like all the smart men in this country is either dead or dying off. You know something? I don't feel so good myself. <laughs> ah, the trouble with me is I work too hard. Everybody works too hard. All that people want today is to make money and then more money. But there's one thing that money cannot buy, and that's happiness. But of course, if you've got money, you can at least buy the kind of misery that you like the best. <laughs> That's why I'm glad what I made up my mind was I'm going to take a vacation. You bet for two weeks I'm going to get some fun. After all, I don't expect to live all of my life, you know. <laughs> yes, sir, I bought my tickets. I'm going to Arizona and just take it easy and forget the whole restaurant business. I don't care if I never hear a, about food again until mealtimes. <laughs> getting sick and tired getting up every morning at five o'clock. Yes, sir, on my vacation, I'm going to pretend that I'm a king. I'm going to get up to 5.30. <laughs> oh, hello, Betty Rhodes. Hello, Parky. Betty, i got some news for you. I'm going away on a vacation. A vacation? Yes. Well, I'm very happy to hear that. It's about time. Yeah, bet it's about time, Betty. I never had a vacation in my whole life. I've been working ever since I was three months old. <laughs> three months old? Yes. What kind of work did you do when you were three months old? They used to pay me five cents a night to take care of my baby brother. <laughs> I've seen a lot of changes in those days. <laughs> was he a well-dressed baby? They used to call him Diaper Dan. Well, Parky, after 18 years in this restaurant, you deserve a little enjoyment out of life instead of slaving back there in the kitchen. You're right, Betty. For 18 years, I've been married to that kitchen stove. You know something? I made up my mind to get a divorce. <laughs> but I'll be fair about it. I'll give the stove the custody of the tea kettle and the double boiler. <laughs> but the frying pan is mine. Parky, you're so silly. 
When are you planning to go away? Right after the Christmas holidays? No, no, Betty. I'm leaving tonight in two hours. I got my railroad tickets and everything. Not going to put it off any longer. All through my life, I kept putting off things, and I never got what I wanted. Betty, I even remember when I was a little boy. One day, my father took me to a circus. There was a man standing there selling balloons. He had all colors there, yeah. But the best ones I liked was the, was the red balloons. Betty, I wanted one of those red balloons more than anything else in the world. I know, Parky. Yeah, but it cost a dime, and we were so poor, my father couldn't afford to spend a ten cents, so I couldn't have one. Ever since then, I've gone through my whole life thinking about how much I wanted that little red balloon and what it meant to me. And just today, I seen a man on a street corner with 50 balloons, and if I wanted to bet I could have bought them all. It's a funny thing, how that I can afford it. I don't want a red balloon now. Parky... <laughs> Makes me feel like crying. Yes, really, I don't want a balloon now. What I'd like to get now is one of those things they're making bubbles with, you know? <laughs> oh, Parky, you're right. You shouldn't put things off. You just go away tonight and have a good time. Where are you going? I am going to Arizona with a banjo on my knee. <laughs> All I want to do, Betty, is go away by myself and rest. Uh, I like this circular where they send me. That's what sold me in Arizona. Just, just look what it says here. Are you enjoying life, Buttonhook? That's one of the most beautiful... Are you enjoying life, Buttonhook? Yes. Where do you see Buttonhook? Right there. You can see it. Buttonhook. That's a question mark. Hey, Betty, the, the, the time is flying. You know, you only got an hour and 45 minutes left to make my train. I got so much to do, I better get busy. Oh, here he comes, Opie. Hi, folks. Hello. Hi, Opie. Hi, Say, Opie, Parky's decided to go away on a vacation. Isn't that grand? Oh, so you're going on a vacation, huh, Parky? Yes, yes. Will you boys pardon me? That man wants to pay his check. Yes. A vacation. Boy, that's just what I need, Parky. I'm going to make you a proposition. Yes. I wouldn't do this for nobody else but you, you know. Thanks. What is it? Well, you pay all my expenses, and I'll go along with you. You will? Hoppy, I'm going to make you a preposition, huh? And I wouldn't do this for nobody else but you either I won't pay your expenses and you stay home Okay, I'll tell you where we'll go You don't have to tell me where to go I know where I'm going I'm going to Azerona I got my tickets and my train leaves in about an hour and a half Oh, return your tickets and come with me, Parky I'll show you a real vacation We'll go up to the high Sierras and do some mountain climbing. Mountain climbing? Who's got the strength to climb mountains? What are you talking about, Parky? Mountain climbing is wonderful. It is? You struggle and suffer to climb a 15,000-foot mountain. You finally get to the top, dog-tired, foot-sore and weary, and every bone in your body aches. But as you stand there on the top and look down at the foot of the mountain, that's the most beautiful sight in the world. If it's so beautiful down there, why do we have to climb up to the top? <laughs> Look, Hoppy, all I want to do is go away all by myself to Arizona and rest. Why don't you forget Arizona? We'll go up into the woods in Oregon and chop down trees. Chop down trees? Sure, it's good for you to get up early in the morning and chop wood for breakfast. Who wants to eat wood for breakfast? <laughs> I want oatmeal and cream. Look, Hoppy, I'm telling you for the last time, I got my tickets all bought. My train leaves for Arizona in about an hour. And I'm going there all by myself, just me, alone, that's all, with nobody else, only I'm, period. You know something, Parker? I'm starting to think that you don't want me to go with you. Whatever did I say to give you that idea? Say, <laughs> hey, Parker, you better go upstairs and start packing your trunk. Oh, I'm almost all packed. All I got to do is throw in a few things. Say, Hoppy. Maybe you could please finish packing for me. Would you go upstairs and just put in all that stuff in the trunk that I left on the bed? Well, I'll be glad to finish packing for you, Parky. That's good, because the expressman should be here any minute to take the trunk over to the station. Say, Betty, you know something? I'm going to miss all your folks here when I go, eh? Betty, before I leave, could you sing a song for me so I could have a beautiful memory to take with me? Oh, I'll be glad to, Parky. Here's a song called It's Been a Long, Long Time. Oh, that's a nice Just kiss me once, then kiss me twice, then kiss me once again. 
It's been a long, long time Haven't felt like this, my dear, since can't remember when It's been a long, long time You'll never know how many dreams I dreamed about you Or just how empty they all seem without you So kiss me once, then kiss me twice Then kiss me once again It's been a long, long time. Kiss me once, then kiss me twice, then kiss me once again. It's been a long, it's been a long, long time. I can't remember when It's been a long It's been a long, long time You'll never know how many dreams I dreamed about you Or just how empty they all seem without you So kiss me once Then kiss me twice Then kiss me once again It's been a long It's been a long Long I only got 45 minutes to make my thing. I got so many things to do. Betty, Betty. What is it, Parky? Betty, would you watch the front? I told Oppie to go upstairs to finish packing my trunk. I want to see how he's getting along. All right, Parky. You can't believe I'm finally going away on a vacation after 18 years. I won't know what it'll be like just doing nothing. So, Oppie, I see the trunk is gone, huh? Yep, the express man was here about five minutes ago and took it off. The trunk's probably halfway to Arizona by now. That's good. Was it a hard job getting everything in the trunk? I sure had a lot of stuff to put in. Well, I'll say you did. I couldn't even get you a tube of shaving cream in. You mean to say it was so crowded, couldn't even find room for a tube of shaving cream? Oh, I got the shaving cream in all right, but I had to squeeze it all out of the tube. You squeeze the shaving cream out of the tube? Yeah, but don't worry. I didn't throw it away. It's in your trunk. In my trunk? Yeah, I put it in your pajama pocket. Oh, should have had more brims than to let you pack my trunk for me. Gee whiz, I got so much to do in so little time, I'll never make my train. I wonder what this man wants coming in. Yes, sir, could I help you? Just want to make a delivery is all. I'm from Sadie's Laundry. Oh, yes, Sadie's Laundry. You know, I was waiting for that laundry to come. Uh, you can always depend on Sadie's laundry. Yes, sir. Uh, that's a dollar and seven cents. Okay. Let me see if you got everything here. Hey, wait a minute. These are not mine. They're not? No. Let me see those. What do you know? They're Sadie's. Goodbye. Forget about the restaurant. Just think about having a good time and don't worry about a thing. Thanks, baby. Gee, you know, I, I don't got much time, do I? I had so many instructions to tell you what to do in the restaurant while I'm gone, but I don't got no time to tell you now. So I'll tell you what to do when I come back. <laughs> Parky, you do need a vacation. You sound pretty confused. Oh, Betty, you think what I'm confused? Look who's coming in, the most confused guy in the world. Our absent-minded mayor. It's a fine time for him to come in now when I'm in such a hurry to make my train. Well, get rid of him quickly, Parky. Remember, you've only got a few minutes. Yes. While you're talking to him, I'll make a couple of sandwiches for you to eat on the train. Okay, Betty. Well, welcome, Mr. Mayor. On my honor, it's a great honor to have Your Honor come in here, Your Honor, on my word of honor, honor. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're a very polite man, and I'm glad I left my shoes here to be repaired. <laughs> shoes repaired? Yes, while you wait. Take them off, please. And I do good work, too, all hand-sewed. No, 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 Your Honor. You're a little mixed up. You see, 
You don't repair shoes, and I don't repair shoes. You bet you won't. If I don't repair shoes, you won't repair shoes either, mister. I've got just as much right to be in the shoe repairing business as you have. <laughs> and if you don't think so, I'll report you to my friend, the mayor. Ah, oh, but, Your Honor, you are the mayor. Why, of course I'm the mayor. Yeah. And as great a mayor as this great city will ever have. <laughs> I have a great feeling for the common man. The common man has a great feeling for me. <laughs> I you let say a man is great because he has a lot of money, or great because he has power. <laughs> My sympathy goes out to every poor soul. I say a poor soul is a great soul. Now that we've settled the question of souls, do you want rubber or leather heels? <laughs> Look, Your Honor, I am not interested in heels. And why are you talking to me? <laughs> Look, you know, remember me, I own this restaurant. I'm Park Yakakis. Right now, I only got 20 minutes to make a train, you see... I'm going to Arizona and do absolutely nothing. Do nothing, eh? Yes. Just a bum. Oh, it's men like you, men like you who set a bad example for the working man. What would this world be if everybody was a vagrant like you and did nothing? I am not fragrant. You don't understand. <laughs> you see, I want to do nothing because all my life I've been doing so much. You want to do nothing because you're doing so much? Yes. Brother, you're a mixed-up man. If I were you, I'd take a vacation. That's what I want to do, Your Honor. Take a vacation in Arizona. In fact, I'm leaving in 15 minutes. 15 minutes? Yes. Who do you think you are rushing in here and expecting to get your shoes repaired in 15 minutes? <laughs> I've only got two hands. Glad to repair your shoes. That's how I make my living. But I like to do good work, and the least you can do is give me a half an hour, because don't forget I gotta catch a train for Arizona. <laughs> you gotta catch a train for Arizona? Yes, first vacation I've had in 18 years. Goodbye, Your Honor. <laughs> Boy. What a man he is. Oh, my, I only got 14 minutes to make my train. Obi Cates is clarinet in his orchestra play. Gotta be this or that.
Gates. Oh, hello, Bob Williamson. I'll be in. Uh-huh. Goodbye, Bob Williamson. I'll be. I'm leaving now. <laughs> Only got 12 minutes to make my train. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Hey, wait a minute, Parky. Don't oh. forget your sandwiches. Here you are. Now, have a good time and get a good rest. Okay, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Parky. Oh, wait a minute, Parky. I forgot to tell you. This woman here has been waiting to see you. Waiting to see me? Gee, I'm in such a hurry. How do you do, lady? Hello, honey. Are you the boss, sweetie? Yes, I am What could I do for you? Could you please make it snappy? You see, I only got ten minutes to make my train Well, honey, I hear you want to hire a waitress, dearie Yes, I do, but could you please speak to Miss Betty Rhodes? She'll take care of you Oh, that's okay, honey I just want to show you my references, sweetie I got them right here in my bag, honey Look, would you please And this will only take a minute, dearie Oh, where did I put those references? I carry so much stuff in this bag, honey Look what I got here Lipstick, comb, telephone directory (laughs) Telephone directory? Glendale, honey, it's a small town (laughs) Now look, honey, I got... Honey, imagine calling me honey Well, you just met me, sweetie Gosh, you're a fast worker Look, I got to make a train. Would you please talk to Miss Betty Rhodes? Look, honey, you don't have to raise your voice to me, sweetie. I don't have to take that kind of talk from you, honey. I can get a job anywhere I want, dearie. And don't forget that, honey. Goodbye, sweetheart. (laughs) Now, I only got seven minutes to make my train. It's a good thing. It's a good thing that the station is only around the corner. Well, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye, Bye. Oh, here comes that horrible sharp, the salesman. I'll have to get rid of him in a hurry now. Well, well, hello, Mr. Parker Conkers. Hello, honey. What's... No... Oh, no, pardon me. <laughs> I'm so nervous. You see, I only got a couple of minutes to make my train. Look, I'll see you when I come back, Mr. Sharp. Not so fast, mister. What I got to talk to you about is important. Yes. I heard you're going on a vacation. Am I correct? <laughs> yes, you're correct, but I... Now, everybody, everybody who goes away on a vacation writes postcards to their friends. You really realize that, don't you? Oh, sure, I realize that, but I have to go. Well, look, when you send them postcards, it's a hard job to think up those funny things to say. Am I correct? Correct, yes. Okay. Who are you buying your witty sayings from? Witty sayings? You got to buy witty sayings? Why, abso. Now, when everybody goes away, what do they write on them postcards? I don't know. I'll tell you what they write. They write the same old corny stuff. Having a wonderful time. Wish you was here. Or else they write, at night you need an extra blanket. Not me. I was going to write something original like, X marks my room. You see? Or, on a clear day you can see the window. (laughs) On a clear day you can see the window. Oh, boy, do you need me. Oh, a child wouldn't write back a thing like that. That's pretty stupid, am I correct? Correct, yes. Here's what I'm trying to tell you. Now, for $25, I'll get you up a list of witty sayings, each and every one packed with good humor. Good humor? What flavor? <laughs> look, Gunner, don't make no jokes about my witty sayings. The humor on my postcards ain't no laughing matter. Look, Mr. Sharp, I don't like to rush you, but honest, I only got a couple of minutes to make my train, and I don't want to spend $25 for witty sayings. I okay, okay, here's what I'll do for you. Yes. For five bucks, I'll give you a dozen sparkling gems. Let me give you an eggs and apple. An eggs and apple? Yeah, yeah. Here's a wonderful witty saying, like, if you've got a sweetheart, you're left in the city, see? Yes. You go away on a vacation, you meet a beautiful girl, so you're right back. Having a wonderful time. Wish you was her. <laughs> Ain't that funny? <laughs> Look, would you mind if I laughed on the train? I'll have more time there. Okay, okay. I won't keep you no longer. Just give me five bucks. Leave me a forwarding address. I'll mail the witty sayings up to you. Look, Mr. Sharp, I don't want to spend five dollars for no witty sayings, and I okay. got the... Okay! Just give me a dollar, then. I'll send you one very witty saying. One very witty saying for a dollar? Look, here's 50 cents. Send me one that's half witty. <laughs> I don't know why a guy like you takes up my time. Goodbye. Takes up his time. Why is that? <laughs> oh, my... Look at the time. I'll never... Well, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Oh, I'll get the phone, Parky. You go ahead. Yeah, all right, Betty. I'll... Hello? Well, yes, he's here. You say it's very important? Well, wait a minute. 
party at Mrs. Pierce. Oh, I don't got time, Betty. Oh, all right, I'll talk to her. Hello, Mrs. Pierce. Look, I'm leaving for my first vacation. I... It is. When? Just now? That's wonderful. How many people? Thirty-five. Sure, we'll take care of them. Bring them over. Glad to do it for you. Goodbye, Mrs. Pierce. Betty, Betty. What is it, Betty? Mrs. Pierce's boy, Bill, just came home today after three years in the Pacific. They want to give him a big party here tonight in the restaurant. And that wonderful, where's my apron? I'm going to bake a special cake for him. I just swell kid. See, I remember Billy when he was a little baby. Yeah, but Porky, what about your vacation? Vacation? Who needs a vacation? Never felt better in my whole life. You know what we'll give him, Betty? We'll give him roast beef. Then we'll give him a hot pie. The Merchant Marine faces a tremendous task. Upon the men who sail our ships depends the welfare of our troops all over the world. They must be supplied. Occupation forces must be sustained. Our wounded and ill cared for. Food and clothes must be delivered to those made destitute by war. The Merchant Marine offers security during the periods of post-war readjustment and opportunity for a worthwhile peacetime career. Experienced officers and seamen with certificates are needed urgently. So write or wire collect. The Merchant Marine, Washington 25, D.C., giving your rating or license and address. Now this is Bob Williams saying good night for old gold. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. 